to the ABGC Season 2, Episode 12, Departures. Scene, Exterior Learning Cave. The large shuttle is descending toward the grassy clearing in front of the learning cave. As it draws near, a dust cloud kicks up around the site, and the landing gear deploys from underneath the ship's hull. It touches down, and the weight of the ship presses into the suspension of the landing gear, making the soft and comfortable landing effortless. The whining sounds of engines powering down are interrupted by the chattering gears and screeches of hydraulic arms which lower the access ramp in the side of the ship to the ground beneath it. Dawn and a few other crew members begin walking down the ramp, each with a container of some sort in tow behind them. Parker follows them out. He is in an ROI suit. His helmet is off, hanging on the suit's hip clip. He turns to Don and speaks. The tunnel is over there. He points toward the large opening in the ground in front of the learning cave. Don replies, Oh my gosh! Fresh air! Wind! Sun! And look at all the green! What a beautiful place! Parker, not moved by her comments in any way, says, How long will it take to get the soil analyzer set up? Oh, right, Don says back. Well, it should take about an hour to unbox everything and assemble it. After that, a sample run is uh, about 45 minutes, but the more times we can run it, the more accurate it gets. That's fine, Parker responds. We will be here most of the day. We need to salvage all the supplies from M19 we can get our hands on. The botanical samples collected today will tell us what to gather and mass tomorrow. The other tribes will be here this afternoon, too, assuming those conversations went well. Dawn tilts her head with a gentle smile. I'd be happy to try to smooth things over with any of them if you think more conversations need to be had. Even with, uh, the dragon. Parker gives her a scornful look and says, Let's hope any tribal issues are already settled by now. And let's not try to bother the giant dragon. I am rather amazed he is letting us leave with our lives. I'm sure he will be watching us to make sure we don't leave anyone behind. Actually, before you set up the analyzer, can you please check the M19 lab and make sure there are no more biological mammal samples of any kind? If there are, secure those first before running your soil tests. We don't want history to repeat itself accidentally. Um, sure, okay. Don says. That makes good sense. Don proceeds to walk around the mouth of the tunnel and enters the learning cave. Scene. Internal learning cave. Don makes her way past all the analyzer and display stations, down an ever-darkening hallway, and then hits a door access button on her right. The door opens, and the room on the other side lights up with a dim flicker. 
She leaves her case in the hallway and enters. The floor is covered with broken glass and dried fluids, discoloring the floor in unusual and haphazard ways. The walls are lined with dozens of cabinets, each of which has a manner of cracked door, broken hinge, or busted seal. Each door shows a different species on its label, such as Canis, Felis, Homo sapien, Ursidae, and others. There is also a dusty powder everywhere, from what must be burnt soft padding from flask wraps, mixed with fire suppression system residue. The floor near the end of the room is cracked open, leading to the decks below. Dawn carefully walks across the room, looking down, watching her own feet, taking each step slowly and cautiously. Many of the larger glass shards still have labels which are partially legible, showing words like plasma, blood, semen, egg, hormone, skin. She reaches the large crack in the floor and looks down. The light doesn't go far, but she can tell several other decks are cracked open as well. Wires, cables, and broken framing create a maze of oddities leading through the abyss below. She takes one last long look down, turns her head tracing the edge from one side of the crack to the other with her eyes, and turns back toward the room. She carefully opens the damaged cabinets and rifles through the contents to see if anything is salvageable. She finds only a few. She covets them in her arms and walks them back to her case in the hallway. She opens the case, unwraps a roll of protective foam, and wraps the samples. She carefully places them in a compartment built into the lid of the case. A few other crew members walk past her in the hallway as they venture even deeper into the ship's damaged skeleton. Their portable lights dance on the walls and ceiling as they walk. Dawn stands up and rolls her case out of the M-19 wreckage. Scene. External learning cave. Dawn rolls her case through the grass to the opening of the tunnel, and then disappears down the hole. Scene. I-20 spaceship. Bridge. The bridge of the I-20 is a split-level convex theater, with the lowest point being rear-center. On each of the three levels, there are sitting stations surrounding their outer perimeter. Display screens are mounted above each chair and face toward the lower center. The higher and further the screen is from the rear center, the larger the screen size used. In the rear lower center level is a large chair with two screens on either armrest. Sitting in the chair, is Captain Jeff Trax. Jeff speaks. Engineering, what is the status of the repairs? The radio responds. About as good as they are going to get for now. We need another 18 hours to print the rest of the parts. After that, about a four-hour spacewalk to install them. Jeff looks up and evaluates a number of monitors in the room. 
What is the downside if the repairs are not completed? All main systems look pretty good from here, he inquires. Only low-speed maneuvers are compromised. Rotational speed is down about 20%, Jeff responds. I don't think we'll be running any agility courses soon, but it's a nice to have, for sure. Proceed. Anything else? The radio answers. Those debris cutters are being held together with rubber bands and duct tape. They overheated plenty. Never meant for long burns like that, you know. Advise we not start any more wars. Jeff responds. Noted. Anything else? The radio answers again. We can't even start making the new coils for the cutters. Not enough reserve power. It's almost all going to comms. Yes, Jeff says. They still need it, but I will try to get it time-boxed. Anything else? No, that's all for now. Roger that. Bridge out, Jeff says, then hits a few buttons on his armrest and speaks again. Comms. What's the status on your translation of the Haven language? Comms here, the radio responds. They were transmitting way faster than we could translate, even with the cluster farm of processing units we devoted to it, Jeff answers sternly. We can't redirect that much power to comms indefinitely. How much longer do you think you will need? 24 to 36 hours based on the current rate of progress, the radio says. All right, looking forward to it. Anything else? No, sir. I will let you know when it's done. Roger that. Bridge out, Jeff says, and he hits a few more buttons on his armrest display. Bridge to Cargo Chief. How is the hotel business? The radio responds with a bit of static. The hotel business is booming, sir. We have 16 holds prepared for 24 guests each. Another 14 will be ready by end of day. Nice work, Jeff compliments. Oh, and be sure to put filters in all the air returns. We don't need dog hair clogging up the O2 scrubbers. Uh, sir? The radio inquires. Yep, roger that. Bridge out, Jeff states, and he presses a few more buttons. Shuttle Bay 2, status check. The radio clicks on. Shuttle Bay 2 here. Our shuttle is fueled and planning departure at 1400. Proceed, Jeff says. Any cargo shortages or delays? No cargo for us. We are going down empty, and we'll return with Shuttle 1's containers. They plan to return with our guests. Roger that. Bridge out, Jeff says, and he presses a few more buttons on his armrest. Shuttle Bay 3, status check. Shuttle Bay 3 here. We are still performing maintenance. Shuttle 3 hasn't been in service in some time. Any immediate concerns? Jeff inquires. Nothing out of the ordinary at this time, sir. We plan to depart on time at 1900 hours. Roger that. Bridge out. Jeff leans back in his chair, appearing satisfied as he hits one last button, turning off the radio. Scene. Learning cave. Exterior. Afternoon. 
Dawn emerges from the tunnel entrance with her large supply box in tow. She looks about and sees Parker off in the distance, standing near the shuttle loading ramp. Dawn drags her supply box behind her with urgency. The faster she tries to go, the more trouble she is having. The wheels are jammed up with dirt and are creating ruts in the ground instead of rolling along top of it. She tries several different orientations for better leverage. One-handed, two-handed, hands in front, hands in back. It is all clumsy and awkward. But Don eventually gets within talking distance to Parker. She gives a shout in his direction. General Parker, you won't believe what I found! Parker looks up from his display and closes the cover on it. He walks over and reaches out his hand, offering to assist her with the case. Dawn stops and holds up her hand toward him. Hold on, she says. Before we load it into the shuttle, before we get it anywhere near anything else, you should know something. The soil samples I took, the older ones near, near the bottom, they contain... The virus! It was here, on this planet! Not only that, but it was flourishing during the time period this grave was dug. Parker quickly and immediately motions his hand across his face, as if begging Dawn to stop talking. She continues, You don't seem very surprised by all this, but I think... Just then, Rathakar's head rears up and his neck stretches over the back of the shuttle into their general vicinity. He takes a big sniff with his nostrils. Dawn freezes at the sight. Her jaw drops, and she lets go of the case, and just stares. Rathakar speaks. Why do you have my kin inside? That box. Parker looks up at Rathakar. And then turns back to Dawn and stares at her with great concern and urgency. He speaks, Yes, Dawn, please do tell the giant dragon why and do so with a thorough explanation. Dawn goes pale. Then blushes and and cowers a bit. She speaks, Well, um, sir, Parker interrupts, his name is Rathakar. Don leans in, Right. Okay, thank you, Parker. Parker looks at her sternly again, speak clearly. Yes, yes, okay, okay. Parker quickly says, Now! Talk now! Don looks up and says, Rathakar, I have a piece of bone from the grave site, she points to the tunnel, at the bottom of the tunnel. I was going to load it into this big metal bird and take it to a very special place up in the sky, she motions with her hand in a circular fashion, with lots of magical little smart boxes that can help me learn more about it. 
Parker does a facepalm gesture and starts shaking his head. He leans in and whispers, He's not an idiot. Just talk normal. Rathakar interrupts. Put it back. Don gets flustered. Wait, wait, I'm... I'm sorry. This, this is a bit overwhelming. I think you are an amazing creature and very impressive and a little scary. I was just explaining to him that I found a virus in the old dirt. And if it was in the dirt around the same time your kin were buried, well, maybe they were infected. If I can analyze this bone fragment, I could know for sure. Rathakar adjusts his posture slightly, thinks for a moment, and then says, Could this sickness cause one to behave with unnatural, extreme aggression? Don nods her head. Yes, it's very possible. Some of our kin got very violent once they were infected. Most just fell ill and died. Only a few were seemingly unaffected. Rathakar blinks. You may take it, but return it tomorrow with answers. Thank you, Rathakar. She gives a little smile. Thank you very much. I am very curious about this. The only planet with real dragons also has the virus? What are the odds? Rathakar tilts his head slightly. Why do you think this is the only planet with dragons? Parker steps forward towards Don and raises his hand. Okay, okay, Don, we have bothered our big friend long enough. Let's just do what he says and get out of his way. Don leans in toward Parker and whispers, Are you kidding? I want to hear more about this. Parker leans in and whispers back, That is an order, Don. Don stands back up. Right. Okay, then. Uh, Rathakar, it was very nice meeting you. Thank you for your understanding and generosity. Parker leans in and whispers again, Just get on the damn shuttle already!